0: On this podcast, we talk to thought leaders about feminine and masculine energy, and how it shows up in our business, our parenting, and especially our relationships. We'll dig deep on any and all topics under the sun. Grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey everybody, it's Kara with the She's the Owner podcast and uh, now vlog as well. We're doing both. And I've got with me Nikki Sharp and um, I I asked her a while ago and I think we just misconnected and now we're connected to, and so she's on the show. And so I'm really excited to have you. Um, We were just talking for a second and we decided let's get recording and let's get into it so we don't miss anything. So, Nikki is, you know, I mean, if you're watching, she's gorgeous. If you're listening, she's gorgeous. She's what you would, the epitome of what you would think feminine, you know, goddess status is. But your journey was, you know, you, you just said you were fully in your masculine. So let's just dig right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then talk about the journey. And I'll ask questions throughout and uh, giddy up. Yeah, I, love it. I love
1: it. And thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so the very quick, you know, bio is I'm a internationally known wellness expert. I went the route of not going to a dietitian's degree or nutrition nutritionist degree, purely for the sense that I believe that the mind body soul connection is the most important thing, and what they teach you in those things. And there's room for all of it. Um, but from my personal journey and what I teach, it was I wanted to incorporate everything from Ayurveda to meditation to to yoga to you know training to all these different things and so i i've studied an abundance of different things you know i've been certified in just about everything you can imagine and so what it is that i do i help men and women predominantly women though with overcoming fear of food unblocking challenges when it comes to relationship i really i really help people to work on the mindset in order to create a fulfilled life um, people come to me, let's say, the most as it relates to to their body, to their physical being. Um, and what's beautiful about that is that it's a stepping stone into discovering why we do the things we do and how to change that and and change our mindset. And so I, I do that. I'm a two-time bestselling author, have an app, have a former podcast, and... I mean, I do a little bit of everything. I became an entrepreneur without ever meaning to become one. It just, it was the journey that chose me. I didn't choose it uh, through the essence of flow. And so then to go to your second part of, and what we were talking about before is really balancing that masculine and feminine energy. And uh, since I can remember, I've been an alpha female, meaning... I don't mean control in the way of of negative control. It's like I need to control, every, even though I was that. I was growing up as a hypochondriac. I had a pharmacy in my in my bathroom of every drug you could imagine, just in, just in case something happened. I needed to plan things. And as I let all of those go, what I realized was, as this alpha female, I just love leading people, and I'm very organized, and I know how to bring teams together and and delegate. And I do believe that there's room to be an alpha female and also a very soft feminine female. And the the journey that I took was really, let's say about a year ago, year and a half ago, it's, it really started joining. I mean, it's it's always ongoing, but I joined Tony Robbins Platinum. And then last summer, I had five different in June Uh, no, end of May, I had five different men in two weeks, I was living in London, approach me, some of which I knew, some I didn't. And they all told me, oh, you've really masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Even though here I am looking, you know, pretty feminine. Your model. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, but I felt it. So I had some women friends be like, how rude, how dare them. And and for me, it was like, thank you. Thank you for being Mm -hmm. honest and showing me what I don't see. And- so I realized it, it, I was tapping into the masculine a little bit too much and linear and structure and needing answers and solutions. And so it's been a journey to really come back into my own, everything from like changing little pieces in my wardrobe, like going to more white and colors to, to textures, um, to wearing actually less makeup to and then i started doing these nude yoga videos which went viral i wonder why LOL. <laughs> and being you know being nude in in this you know naked yoga video you're like why are you doing that and it's for me it was really the journey to discovering who i am from the innermost core and allowing that radiance to shine out from within and and understanding that you know, clothes and makeup and how we do our hair and what bags we carry and what car we drive, they're all filters to which we present to the world, to different people. And we, we dress according to who we're going to meet. And so it, for me, it was, who am I outside of all these filters that I present to different people? And now I've come to this place where I can still tap into my masculine I can tap into my feminine. I can be alpha female. And the the number one thing I think I've learned from that journey is that if you show up as, like I have a, if, if I'm with a man, either dating or in, in business, and they're a bit more female, I my just, without me knowing subconsciously, I will tap into that masculine energy, but you need polarity. Mm-hmm. And So I've kind of really learned how how to take a step back and always come back to myself and and say, is this this the way that I want to present myself? And even, for example, yesterday I was in one of probably the most bizarre, and I, I can't go into it, but one of the most bizarre things where I had this female kind of attacking me as very masculine energy. And I sat there and I didn't, I had no need to defend or respond. I just sat there in pure love in essence, which is the true feminine and also tapping into the feminine of trusting that we have no idea what's happening. And can you be okay with that and that journey and still be able to navigate the, the waters? And And then I'll end this. I, I know I just talked for a while, but the what I've kind of come to understand is like water. Water is... The most feminine, powerful thing we have on this planet, because it's soft and it flows. And then you have water, and and water, you know, makes life. It grows things. We can't live without it. And then it has things where it can wipe away a whole town with its force, mm-hmm. or you know, the waves, and they can just crush a boat. And so it's, or it can flood. And so what I've learned is that as a female, you can be both strong and soft at the same time. That was a long answer. No, that's (laughs) beautiful. No,
0: I don't, I don't even know what else we're going to talk about now. Just kidding. I know. Conversation done. Done. Yeah. (laughs) That was the shortest and best podcast we've had, everybody. Hope (laughs) you enjoyed it. Um, Okay. So a couple of things I wanted to touch on. Um, so a lot of the listeners are feminine, um, or sorry, female business owners, right? And so yes. the whole purpose, the reason I started this podcast, and, and if you've listened before people will, you'll hear me say it over and over again, just to reiterate, but I was also very much in my masculine and I still am an alpha female. And what I started to notice was kind of the same thing. I was single from my husband, uh, last year, we were still broken up in the same time of this year or at this time last year. And I was like, why, you know, on paper, it seems like I should be meeting this type of guy. What the hell is happening? I don't get it. And nobody actually said it to me. So I think that's beautiful that you are getting that feedback. But women that are in their masculine, we, you know, if you're not, let's say, if you're not at a certain part of your growth journey, you will take that and your girlfriends will absolutely be like, oh, he's an asshole. Fuck him. What does he know? Blah, blah, blah. But when you're in this zone where you and I, are and many other are you sit back and you go holy shit yeah. Yeah. wow and that's a gift like that to me I think is a really huge gift and so women that are listening if you've ever had a man or people say to you you really you seem to come off you know the words they'll use might be like aggressive mm-hmm. um, boy you have no patience those type of things those are sort of more toxic holy, messages.
1: Ooh, yeah a girl's a bitch
0: yeah all that stuff. And that's just code for we're too far in our masculine. And I say too far because, and, and, and I want to know your opinion on this, but like, I, I can feel when I'm like yesterday, I was starting to get a little snarky and I find when I get snarky with people, that's when I'm starting to get into my alpha dog, kind of like, not, not healthy alpha, but like, you yeah. know, just getting where I'm like, you need to shut up a little here, lady. Do you ever, do you catch yourself easily now when you start, cause we all, we're all gonna do it forever. Like there's no, there's no end of the snarkiness in, our, in us. Like it just happens, Mas- toxic masculine, toxic female. We all come up out of the woodwork sometime. Do you ever find moments where you're like, Nikki, need to dial it back right now?
1: Or do I, you feel it in your body? A hundred percent. And I, I have a, a joke, like so me and my girlfriends because of COVID and I'm so grateful for this, we we send messages and we whatsapp like literally all day every day and so i'll be list, I'll, I'll be doing a voice note and be like sima down now, <laughs> cuz it's from snl and it's i'll be like yeah. i need to sima down because it's i do still get in that snarky like <laughs> and really what it is is it's what if for me i've learned that the snarkiness comes from Either I think I'm right and they're wrong, which is incorrect because there's no such thing as absolute truth. We all have our understanding of what the truth is, or it's coming from a place of fear. Right. So I'm able to be like, "All right, get yourself, girl." Um, but you know, that being said, it's that's taken years and years and years and years and years to do. And so, anyone listening to you know, like I. And as I teach health and and relationships and how to get in touch with yourself, when you hear someone say like, oh yeah, it took me 10 years to do a handstand or like 10 years to be able to like catch myself, it can can be defeating in -hmm. ourselves. We're like, oh my God, 10 years. But with every single little journey and step is like... Wow, that's even better, and wow, and and it, it expands, and and also it's just you know never comparing yourself to to anyone else, which we all do, anyways. Um, yeah, it's I definitely catch myself, and I still get snarky, and I realize like I get snarky if I haven't been sleeping enough, mm-hmm. if if I'm anxious or stressed out, or if I'm trying to control something to the way that I think it needs to go, and then I have to take a step back and say, I I mean, my life motto right now is, everything is happening exactly as it's meant. Right, that's it. And so when I'm able to kind of take a step back and be like, this person is acting the way that they are because everything is happening exactly as it's meant, because there's a lesson and you're gonna grow and the universe provided this for you. And And then very quickly, I'm able to kind of, snap out of that. Yeah. It's interesting
0: too. Cause I think one, and this is a segue into the Tony, Tony world. We'll have a chat about, but I was upstairs getting ready and I was snapping at my 11 year old. She's been home since March 13th. Not that we're counting. Yeah. You not know. that you counted 696 <laughs> days. <laughs> right. And she, and we have four daughters between us. Um, the, there's the 32 year old. She's not my daughter. She's my stepdaughter, but then I have a 23, 19 and 11, all girls, wow yeah and they're they've been raised in this way and the interesting thing i talk about this is that my two my two biological kids and even the older one she's been with us since she was 13 um I raised them to be independent women, right? To be strong women. And then I went to date with destiny and I was like, oops, <laughs> like, uh, my bad. So I came home and I was, cause I'd already started this journey. And I mean, I'm sending a thousand women to UPW. Like I'm very, I was very in my heart, but not quite. I was in my heart. And even now, sometimes I'm in my heart. I'm in my heart. Not really. I'm still trying to control shit. And I said to them, listen, I'm sorry, because I actually taught you how to be super masculine woman. And here's how we're going to all together undo it. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it's just little things like letting their boyfriend hold the door or letting him change the light or letting him drive or letting him all those type of things. But so let's talk. Are you now a current platinum partner or you were in the past or tell me a little
1: bit about um, that journey? That ended last December. So I did it day with destiny until for one year. Um, we can go, I, I want to come back to this. I'll answer your question on, on Tony. Um, but that exactly what you're saying But is I've been pretty vocal on podcasts. I haven't been too vocal on my own social channels, but I'm, I'm actually super anti me too movement, super mm. anti because of the fact that so there's two, it's the same as the body positivity movement. I'm anti both of them because we've hit, we've missed the mark on both mm. of them. Um, okay. and we, we can go on body, but the, the, with the me too, I'm like, no, I, do I agree that any of that should like shit should have happened? No. And I even had an occurrence with someone who was accused, you okay. know, same thing happened to me, just less severe because I knew when to leave I, because I strong, right? So I have it kind of as like both that perspective, you know. so do I think it's completely and utterly fucked up what these people did? 100%. Do I also believe that now where we've missed the mark with the Me Too movement is that women are like, well, we want the same pay as men and we want to be able to take all the time off and we want these badass, amazing careers and we want the guy to pay for us on the first date because who wants to split a bill? And we don't want you to like hold the door open because like I'm a strong woman, but I want to feel sexy. And so guys are like, so yeah. Should I compliment you at the work? And there was a study right after it that said 60% of men were scared to give a compliment saying, Oh, you look pretty today. And then women are like, how am I not meeting a man? And you're like, cause everyone's fucking terrified. Cause like, we, what do you want them to? And so I'm, the, the actual Me Too movement of like all of this fucked up things that happen, 100% I'm in line with that. Where I think it went wrong was this, we want equality. And then you have to remember and like what we learned in Tony and with other teachers is there has to be polarity. And right. a woman is a woman because she has a baby. Mm-hmm. That's it, right? She is the nurture, She is the one who develops the family. That's why a woman and a baby have a stronger connection. That's it. And then you have the men who typically are the providers. That doesn't mean that the woman can't be, but women have gotten so into this masculine and then they don't understand why the men aren't attracted and why the men go and you know sleep with the 23 year old. And it's like, well, because the 23 year old is soft and feminine and is like, Needs help and all of, and so that's where I was like, oh, man, like, and I, then I
0: actually totally agree with all all of what you just said, and I think that I before you go, and I want to grab in there because it's like, and I say that, so I'm 44 now, and so I was raised in like the 80s when all this stuff really went, but not like, you know, you've got knots landing, Falcon, all the evening soap operas, all the women were bitches. They were all conniving, manipulative. I don't need a man. I can do this shit by myself. Right. <laughs> and so, and that's the thing. Like, I and I agree with you, the the Me Too movement, because I don't even know if that was the, that's the thing that we're seeing now. But the idea of women not needing men and, and de- emasculating them through their femininity is I think what has really missed the mark. Like, absolutely. I agree with you. All the dickheads out there who are, you know, that's toxic masculinity that are abusing their power. A hundred percent toxic.
1: And that's what we're not talking. It's like being in your feminine, being able to show emotion, being in your masculine to make someone feel safe right. and protected. But when you're toxic ooh, and, and women too, get and that's toxic. it. That's, yeah. Yep. And
0: that's it. And so, and I, I like, I, I remember even I, I, cause I, so I've been to uh, nine events in three years crewing and all that so i've had like an you know overload of stuff but tony says that he's like men are terrified to be kind even to women not even just like a compliment but they're you know they don't want to look at you the wrong way they don't want to do all this stuff and i get it and i think and and we're losing so the conversation in in 20 something year olds is also starting to shift to why are all the good ones taken Thirty-year-olds, right? Like your your age. I mean, all the women in your demographic are all half of them or more are like, where the fuck are all the good men? Well, you have a penis in your hand. I'd love to know why you don't understand why that man's not approaching you. Like, and that is, and we're not talking about it for real. We're we're pretending it's all this shit. But like I say all the time, I left my dick in West Palm Beach. Like, I came in with my penis and I walked out with my. me With my breasts, like yeah. right like right. i i get it now and yeah. and that's the thing like there's there's a huge difference between a guy abusing you and a guy complimenting you and we are not we're lost and the men are i feel so i really feel bad for the mature masculine man he doesn't know what the fuck is
1: going on i know well and then like girlfriends that i you know like as we're like texting every day some of them have gone on on dates and this and like my one girlfriend was like yeah, he asked to split the bill and she was like, absolutely not X, no. And I'm like, I, I, I agree. I agree. He asked her out. It's like, yeah, but that's, that's what, it's yeah. Anyways. So that was my side tangent on the whole me too thing. Um going to Tony Robbins. Yeah. So I, I went there to date with destiny and that was uh, your
0: first event. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Girl.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. just go right in honey yeah and then i joined platt right then and there wow Ooh. shit Ooh, yeah.
1: yeah it was uh yeah uh, i had no idea because i I'd, i hadn't done research about tony i'd seen his documentary like two years before and then as i believe again everything is happening exactly as it's meant mm-hmm. two years before it didn't call to me it wasn't needed And then I was coming back from Paris. I'd moved there for the summer. I was flying back to LA and I was on one of those like crazy cheap airlines that don't even have TVs for this long haul flight. And so I downloaded a bunch of stuff on my, my iPhone. And one of them was day with destiny that are like, I'm not your guru. And I watched it and I had like two glasses. I had like tears just (laughs) pouring down my eyes. And I was like, so I got to LA and I was like, I think I have to go. And and I didn't even know when it was. Like it was it was just like oof. And then uh, I was driving, I was driving my friend's car in LA. It's like stuck on traffic, and I was like, I wonder if Tony has a podcast. So I like go and I search the Apple store. Of course you do, of course Tony has a podcast. Right. And the first one that I I listened to is Do you feel like a fraud? And I was like, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I listened to that and I was like oh shit, I'm going to date with Destiny. And then everything unfolded where I was looking at tickets and I was like, mm, I don't know. And then a friend put me in contact with his photographer. So I got a really discounted ticket. It's like everything just da, 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 da. Um, to the point where that, you know, then I got there and everything unfolded. And I I joined Platinum less for the event because I'd never been to another event. I knew nothing about it, all right. of that. But more just for the fact that I'd already been, you know, pretty, pretty successful. I wasn't able to see what my success was, though. And from there, yeah, I went. I mean, I went to quite a few. I didn't go to all the events. I really picked and chose like what ones I wanted to go to. And it was a, it was a crazy year. It was crazy on so many levels. Uh, one of the best things I've ever done. Learned so much. And I also learned that a lot of the plats and people that go, they go to these events and they go to lots of them, but they don't, they don't actually implement any of the things. And for me, I like, yeah. I'm such a quick implementer that who I am today versus when I went to a date with Destiny, I'm like, who is that? Who, who's that girl? But it took a year of like, I mean, my soul, my heart, my mind felt like it was shattering all mm-hmm. the time. And now I feel like one of those, I forget the name of it, but in Japan, they, they talk about the, you know, if a jar breaks, it's then sealed with gold and it's put back together. And that's what I feel like now. And, and Mm. so it's, yeah, it was, it was incredible. And everything that I've man, like had in my vision everything has been manifesting from there. It's, it's a, yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy.
0: It's uh, I just did the, um, the, I crewed it, the virtual, the, the, UPW the virtual, virtual. Yeah. So I,
1: I'm, I'm staying with a, a senior leader who crewed it. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. So I got to watch it as well. And so
0: it was really cool. And I think the interesting part, so I posted in the group, uh, I think it's now six days ago. Um, cause a lot of people like they, they knew that I was crewing or they, I, you know, they just, whatever I thought they knew I was crewing. And so they were asking me a couple things here and there. And the theme that kept coming up was. I feel really tired or I'm not like what's up with me? Like why do I feel like this 2 days after I was on this high and da da da. So I did this post and I said, listen, it's called the Tony flu for one and it's very normal. And I said like the first time I went to UPW, I came I came back, I'm not even kidding. And my children were like, you're like a shell of a human like what is happening? Like, why did mom go away, come back? Like I wasn't talking. I was really quiet, very introspective. Mm-hmm. And basically for me, it was because I left on my bullshit and I had to fill back up with the new version of myself. And there was over a thousand comments on that. And I'm like, and 2000 likes, and I'm like, okay, I hope that the team is looking at the response because people will feel in a normal event. There's not 22,000 in the group, right? Like there might be two or 3000 in a UPW Dallas group or Miami group. This one is t- almost 23,000 people. So th- that's a, and, and it's a beautiful thing you're saying because a lot of people still think, even not listen to the show, I'm going to go to an event and I'm going to come out and everything's going to be like, Oh, it's oh, okay, so okay, not the case.
1: I same thing. I went to date with destiny and I, I was, I got the, I got, so I even had a flu vaccine since I was probably like 15 or something, and and I'm 33. I have not had the flu, you yeah, know, probably since I was like 16 or so, you know something like that. And I got the straight up flu, not flu, just, flu. like because it's, it's fucking cold too. Oh my god, it's fucking cold. Oh my <laughs> god. Uh, it, so it's one because it's cold and you're just not used to it. Two because he's challenging you in all of these ways that your body's fighting. Three. He keeps. So I found out he keeps it cold for two reasons. One, because it keeps you more alert. Well, three reasons. One, it keeps you more alert. Two, and like you get up and dance and and all of that. Um, two, it makes you not or I guess not sleep right. Uh, and then also it brings up all your bullshit because you're like fuck that I don't want to be here. It's so cold. <clears throat> yeah. Right? So he did it on purpose. Um, and he's sweaty. So- <laughs> yeah. Right. So from sorry Tony yeah yeah right um so then like on top of that then it's these super late nights and I was jet lagged I just flown in from Paris and all your emotional shit's coming up so I got the flu flu and I went to my mom's after and you know integrated I flew back to Paris after that and I did I felt pretty good for like a week and then I was like I hate my life and (laughs) it was like two weeks after and I was like what the fuck did i just do anyways then you know then it, it you kind of like start crawling out of the rabbit hole and then from there it's like all right well how do i start implementing this and i think people don't talk about that enough in terms of like re- any sort of retreat where you're like oh i'm going to go away for 5 days and do yoga oh, and feel great and then you get home and you're like oh i feel like shit because i just experienced what i could feel like and then right. and so that's the journey and i think that people get so scared and fearful that things need to be perfect all the time. And I'm like, as I mentioned yesterday, just truly the, I, the most bizarre fucking crazy thing happened. And, and I sat there and I was like, just, oh my God, literally, oh my gosh. And I, I'm like, everything happens again as it, it's meant, But that doesn't mean that everything is peachy keen. It's how you Mm -hmm. handle yourself in this bad moment. So this was like, not the universe. This was just like a whole lot of what the fuck. And I just sat there and I was like, okay, this this is your moment to either react to this insane thing happening, or you can just sit there in full peace and let the other people talk and just be soft and silent and just be in your power. And so- when I coach people or like through Instagram, I'm always trying to explain that life is never just up and up and up and up and up. No. like Life is like the stock market, up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And it's when we're in those downs that that's where the most growth happens. So that when you get to the up and then eventually, you know, so let's say you're starting like this, eventually you start going like this. And then eventually it it just like, my life feels like this. Sometimes I have like like little, like minor blips, but that's because of all the self-work that the goal is not to have these high highs and lows. lows. Right. Yep. Um, so do you have siblings and no only child. child. Interesting. Okay.
0: So let's talk a little bit about, so when you talk about being an alpha woman, was your mom, is your mom alpha woman or is like, which parent do you think you modeled after the most? My mom is definitely
1: more masculine than my dad. My dad is definitely more feminine. Um, my mom is like hyper controlling, like to the point where I was like, Mom, I wanna and I love her to pieces, but I was like, I want to come back and see you maybe late August. She's like, No, don't fly, it's not safe. And I'm like, I've already been on four planes since <laughs> yeah. June. And I'm like, honestly, the airport is the safest place to be, right? It's literally safer than going to a grocery store. Just saying, guys. And there's less people traveling. Yeah. So I was like, all right, that's it. So yeah, definitely more masculine, controlling, all of that. Um, and and the other interesting part of it. So my parents are both from England, so my whole family lives in England. We live in the states. They're now divorced, and I'm first generation American, only child. And I like it. It's just been since like 15 years old. I've just been like on my own, traveling, doing my thing part of that was, you know, from their divorce. Part of that was from, I just have this insatiable quest to like learn and grow. And, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, growing. So it's like interesting too, because then I, I'm like, I don't feel totally American and I don't feel totally European. I have this like weird, but like beautiful mix of both of them. So
0: nice. So when it comes, let's talk about dating a bit. I mean, yeah.
1: Yeah. If
0: I was to do it again, you know, like, let's say Ken and I don't work out for some reason. I have a very different take than I did a year ago for sure. But do you, how, how do you find meeting guys? Like, do you, are you able to, cause for me, I need, if it wasn't him, I would need somebody uh who could handle me, <clears throat> excuse me, who could handle me. And I don't mean that in a, like, you. I know you know what I mean, but for the listeners, yeah. I don't mean that in like a,
1: but for the listeners who maybe don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: For the ones that don't know, I don't mean, I don't like, I don't need to be handled, but I need to be managed. My energy is big. I have crazy huge dreams for this company and for my life and for my children's lives and all that. And I need somebody who isn't a wallflower, right? Like they need to be able to step up and make me feel safe and quiet me down so I can chill a yeah,
1: bit. you more masculine than you are. Right. So you actually feel more feminine. Mm-hmm. Like what you're and so, what you're actually craving at the end of the day is someone that's masculine that can that makes you feel so soft and feminine that those dreams will come become reality, right? And I think we
0: miss like most of the women who are new to this journey on masculine feminine are still stuck in the it's not me, it's them kind of thing. And I understand that that's not the case. If I can't release and I can't surrender to them, no matter what who comes along. I'm not, I won't win. So now, now with, you know, where you are at your, with your journey, how do you approach dating? Mm. Do you, I mean, obviously I feel like you'd probably still might attract some feminine energy type oh, of guys because you're a
1: big personality, but how so, do you handle it? Um, I mean, my ex, for example, is like hyper masculine, but t- together he was more feminine. Like he's so masculine and that's what attracted me. But then we lost that polarity where he started to become more feminine. And, and I'm like, we're done. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, in terms of dating, I'm at a point, I love what I do so much. And I love my friends more than anything. I call them my my wolf pack. I I will do anything for them. If they like I have a girlfriend in Australia and and like given travel and all of that, but like if she called me and said, I need you, I would be on a plane now. Like it's, there's no, like nothing comes in the way of my friends. And, um, so that being said, I love my life so much because I've done so much work on it that do I want a a male counterpart and a partner? And do I think that magic will happen hundred percent? Do I need it? Fuck no. I am totally in a different place that I am so grounded in who I am and what I love and the people. And I've surrounded myself with such amazing people that I'm nourished from literally every sense Mm. of the matter. And so I don't really date like, uh, you know, when, when people say like, oh, there's just, there's no availability. And there's a really great book actually that I I read um, that I recommend anyone and everyone who's in a relationship or ever will be in a relationship, <laughs> i.e., everyone, called attached. And you learn about the attachment styles um, that it's there's anxious, secure, and avoidant. And yeah, I've heard of this book. So I used to be avoidant. I'm now secure, and that's part of. And so what they say is that the secure's of the world, they're either in a relationship or they're just not looking. Pretty much is like that's because. And so from my standpoint, like I was on one dating site. For the past month I met two guys went on two dates and then I and I sent them both messages to because transparency is key and if you're trying to attract a partner that shows up in all the ways you want you have to also be transparent to those you don't like not just ghost them, which is the worst thing I'm like no, oh, I hate that. Yeah. And so I, I texted them both and I said, look, I think you're really great. I've enjoyed spending time with you. Um, I just I want to be transparent. I'm in a place right now where, you know, I just moved, I'm trying to find the furniture, this, that, the other, my life's a little hectic. And I just I don't have this space to commit to anything right now. Let's touch base in a month, see if anything's possible. And like, and they were like, wow, thank you so much. So that being said, um, pretty much when I meet guys that I like really properly date. So over the past six years, there's been three guys that I've met that have like stolen my heart. Um, I've not been on the dating scene. They did not come from an app. I met them in the most random wild ways when I was not expecting it. In in those times where I'm like, I don't need a man. I'm like, I'm good. I'm literally good. I always meet guys in that moment. And Mm -hmm. so I'm not dating apps are bad or don't do that and especially with COVID and all that but like recently I just met a new guy and you know and they were trying to navigate some stuff but it's like I it I just met him one day out and about with people and and like so I you know I have some pretty interesting different views on the whole thing but I I think that you really have to go into dating with the right mindset of Mm -hmm. are you looking because you need it or are you looking because you feel so good in your life that you're like, I just want like whoever comes into my life next. Oh my God. They're going to be lucky because I have my shit together. I love learning and growing. I have the most amazing community. I'm passionate about life. And I'm like, like if I'm bringing you into this life that I love, that means you, you must be pretty special. And it, so, there's a different energy around it when you do it that way. Like I always tell my kids,
0: a, a guy is not there to um like fill yeah like there's no it's got to be you feel and and here's but the reality is it's hard at 20 it's hard at 30 it's it's not even like you i'm still i'm 10 years ahead of you wait till you're in your 40s you're gonna be like holy shit like this is even more like you even feel more solid in your resolve and who like, I, there's things about myself that I definitely work on, but I love the shit out of who I am because I'm coming just from here. Now I'm not up here anymore. I'm not yeah. strategizing. As as possible, let's say as much as possible you're coming. From yeah, here. for sure. And, and that's the thing, like, so, you know, to the young ladies listening, you're not going to have it figured out. I promise you can, this is the twenties, I think are the time when you fuck up and you yeah. do a bunch <laughs> of shit
1: that you're not happy about and.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: and like I look back, I'm 33 now. And I'm like, when I was younger, I thought by 35, I thought by 30, I would, you know, have met someone by, or no, by like, let's say 27, because I had, a, I, I, had a thing, I was like, I want to date a guy for five years. I want to be engaged for basically like two years. And then I want to have a kid. And I was like, so basically I want to have a kid around like 32 and, you know, and then you're like, Oh, that is definitely not happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. And everything's happening exactly as it's meant. And so I look at all of that as, you know, we can dream and believe, but you also have to be open to the flow that the universe is working for you. It's never working mm-hmm. against you. Um, and so from there, when we kind of let go, like I look back and I'm like, thank God I did not get married in my 20s. Thank God. Because I didn't yeah. know who I was.
0: That's it. That's it. I've grown up with my husband. We celebrated 19 years on, on Saturday. Like wow. I was I was a single mom. I had my kid when I was twenty, just turned twenty. Wow. And I knew nothing. I was yeah. like living in Manitoba housing. I grew up in Winnipeg. And I had like I remember one night I had a, a big baby mattress on the floor and Sydney was on the mattress and my head was on whatever was left because I still had no furniture. Like I look back and I think and, and that's the thing. Every now, you know, when I look at my life today and keeping in mind, it's still in terms of financial abundance, I've got a ways to go that I, you know, more money I make, the more impact I have. Yeah. But when I look back, holy shit, I'm like shocked. I'm shocked about a lot of things, but I'm, I'm really shocked about, you know, where I've come from. And I think we do, we, and that sort of ties into the whole personal development thing, it's like you have to put in the work, right? You, you, there's no easy way to go through this. You've been through pain. I've been through pain. I think that, that it's important to know Tony's been through pain. Tony still learns. Byron Katie still, everybody, all of them, right? And it's just never, never succumbing to the idea that there's an end to personal development. Like it's every day. Today, I'm sure I'll, I've already had days where I'm like, what am I doing? Like I was coming down the stairs. I cut myself off from the story. I was coming down the stairs this morning and I was like snappy at Amelia. She's 11. And I'm like, from the top to the bottom, I go, Kara, you know how to change your state, change your state, change your state. Mm -hmm. By the time I got to the bottom, I was like, okay. Wow. But it's
1: work. It's It's sucking it. It's the vulnerability of that piece too, right? It's vulnerability. And so many people you know, are not able to be in that state of vulnerability. But the other thing too, that people are like, and, and this is one thing I, I actually disagree with Tony. I agree. And I disagree with Tony on it where he's like, all right, you know, change your state 90 seconds. That's how quickly I'm out of it. I, that's very masculine. It is. But what I believe and share is that actually feel it, feel whatever the fuck you're feeling. Like feel all the feels because when you're able to sit in anger and, and like, so from, I told you this experience yesterday, a a, a bag full of what the fuck, let's call it that. Uh, I love it. From that, I got home and I, I was, I was almost like numb. It was so bizarre. And I, I went to bed and I woke up and I was, I, I, it wasn't depression. It was this morning. And I was just like, I didn't, I almost inherently didn't know how to handle things. And I was like, all right, go journal, go for a run. And as I went for a run, you know, you're, you process and think things. And and, and then I, I left, everything was, you know, kind of sorting out. And then I, I voice noted a, a girlfriend to explain everything. And then the anger started coming up And and there was zero judgment to it because I was allowed mm. to I allowed myself to sit with, okay, what is this? How do you feel? Why do you feel that? How did everything go? And then you're angry. And what are you actually angry about? And and now I'm I'm more at a, a, a place of like, okay, cool. So I've released it super super quickly, like yep. these nine seconds that Tony says. But it's I was able to release it because I was able to be. In the emotion and so like we're taught like be strong no fuck that don't be strong Mm-mm. literally stop like it's the worst advice you can give someone like for women that just went through a break it's okay honey be just be strong you got this no sit in shit and you'll come out a lot like lotus flowers grow through mud mm-hmm. and you know we i think we have to shift the perception and the paradigm of what strong means because it's like yeah, you sure. You can be strong. Like I'm strong, but actually I've learned that I get the most when I'm vulnerable and mm-hmm. when I share things and when I ask for help and when I, and one of the right. big things I've learned since coming to Miami and part of this bag full of what the fuck is I realized that I'm not good at asking or receiving for help when it's something that I really need. Mm. And I, I had some offers come in of like, here, let me offer this or tell me what you, and I was like, no, I'm good. Thanks. I'm I'm good. When in fact, I'm like, I fucking need that. (laughs) And so I was able to be like, oh, okay. Interesting. You're, you're literally pushing away energy of someone offering something that you need because you're trying to be strong. Right. And that's,
0: and, and you hit the nail on the head, like, and because that vulnerability piece, and I will say, in moments, cause there's a lot of moments where I do sit in it. Right. And I'm like, you have to, be, and it's, I can see why people blow past it, you know? And, and let's even like with the Tony thing too. I mean, he's, he does probably forget. And I mean, he talks about it used to take, you know, maybe three weeks sometimes yeah. to get through it. And now he can do it quickly, but there's, there is something to be said for, there's a difference between suppressing it
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then just sitting in it. Like I will, yeah sit or walk around, like if Ken says something to me and I'm, I'm triggered, I hate that word because it's so overdone, but it's kind of the best word to explain it. I'm like, okay, like I won't do the 90 second. I will sit in it and I'll be like, why the fuck is this bugging me? And yeah. and, and if once you practice that enough times, like then you do get better at it, but you do have to sit and relish almost in it, in the like anger, illness. agony, whatever it is, you know, or it doesn't, it won't go away
1: because that's the reality oh, and it then, will always be there. And, and then what happens is once we suppress it, it goes into our subconscious belief system and we don't even know it's there. And then it causes us to do things that we don't want to do and sabotage ourselves. And it also goes into physically the body. And then we start getting right. pain and cancer and diseases, like disease and as I teach health and mindset and all of that, Disease. Okay, so you've you have a heart disease. You have well disease is dis-ease in the body. Disease. Well, what caused people are like, oh, I was just born well, no you weren't. You weren't born with disease. It's genetic.
0: No, it's not. You can it's turn those, those on and off too, sweetheart, right? Like <laughs> that's
1: it. Like, and and I get some people, some people absolutely were born with something and they have to Sure. hundred percent. Yep. We're talking about the people that like all of a sudden age forty five just got ovarian cancer. And they're like, oh, it's in my family. It's like, okay, well, how's your stress levels? What do you eat? What time do you go to bed? What do you think every day? What, you know, have you, and then people, you know, like shoulder and pain and all of this, it's like your hips, people are like, oh, I can't do yoga. I'm so tight. And like, that's why you have to do hip openers to cry and release all the things. Like, you know and, and i could go on like a million years of rampages and tangents and uh, i I'm, I'm so uber passionate about all of this because i i'm not coming when i share all this and i do get passionate and i'm like ah, it's it's coming from a complete place of compassion and empathy because i've been in everyone's shoes where right. i hated myself i hated other people i was a hypochondriac i had all the fucking things wrong with my body of acne and insomnia and this and you know headache like it's 16 years old i was taking four advil a day every day jesus wow four. because i got headaches every single day and you and i never was like oh why, why is that maybe why um you know whereas now like sitting it, it's kind of the same with health when you sit in it you're able to then understand oh maybe you know what was caused by this so i know if i even have two glasses of wine now I love drinking, but I'm like, my body is just very sensitive, just moving to Miami and all of that. And I'm like, I know if I have two glasses of wine, I'm going to have a headache the next day. Right. So I take two Advil the night before and two the next morning. Otherwise I feel like shit. And I'm like, all right. So you're consciously making a choice to do something that, yes, you enjoy. But That's your true. body doesn't like it. Right. And so people are like, oh, I'm getting, you know, like with health, oh, like I have acne. I don't know why. Let me take Accutane. And I'm, I'm like, until we go internal- Yeah. My, my,
0: both my parents died of cancer. My mom got cancer. Um, so, and and this is the other thing. And I mean, I could talk about this too. We could go for another two hours, so I'll be brief, but she was adopted. She had sexual trauma in her life. She was, um, met her mom when she was later in life. Like I was 15 when I met my biological grandmother, my mom, you know, people will say, Oh, did, did this cancer run in your family? And she got breast cancer, but it was it would just happen to go there. It was a type of cancer that could have gone in her leg or in her breast. So it wasn't traditional breast cancer. It was very rare. And I, and people would say like, Oh, how does she so young? And that, and I go, okay, well like, let's just, cause I'm very much natural health and I have been, I actually read Kevin Trudeau a hundred years ago, that book. And people, everybody was like, Oh, he's a charlatan. Everything in that fucking book is a hundred percent accurate. Now, 20 years later, everything in that book is right. And so when I read it, I said to my mom, mom, you know, like, let's go the healthy, you know, let's get you on chlorella. Let's detox you. She was an alcoholic, ate chronic sugar, every single reason you would get sick. And then the emotional part and people would say like, why, why? And I'm like, she, she wanted to die, but she didn't want to kill herself. And, and that is such a deeply ingrained thing in her that she found a way. And my dad, same thing. Like he passed away five years after her because he just couldn't manage not having her to take care of. And so when people say to me, emotional, you know, intelligence, emotional things don't. Yes,
1: they. Everything starts there. Everything starts there. What like everything mean? starts like, there. Like I always say with food, what you eat has nothing to do with what you eat. Meaning right. that the food choices that you're. Oh, like oh, you know, I I eat healthy. I eat like you know, shrimp at night and vegetables. Well, your conscious brain didn't make that choice. Your subconscious brain made that because there's some sort of belief that you've navigated and put in there. So I've just personally put enough positive subconscious beliefs that I want to take care of my body. I want to feel good. Whereas most people have put all of these like, oh, health is boring and it tastes bad and Mm -hmm. hard, so all these limiting beliefs that they don't know what they actually are, which then cause the conscious mind to be like, Oh no. no, no. And it's, this, you know, every single thing that we do. And so like I work with, with uh, clients for three months, it's called the ultimate transformation program. And I say in three months you are going to achieve every single one of your goals or money back because it's not, it's not a cheap program. And I'm like, or money back hundred percent. Um, you know, and so many women come to me with like, oh, I don't feel good, no confidence, you know, scared of food, bad relationship with my husband, na na nah, like my kids are negative, da 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 da, and so they're they're so, and they like step on the scale every day. We don't talk about food for three
0: weeks. Amazing.
1: They're terrified. But within month one, they hit all of their their three month body goals. They hit them all in month one because Amazing. of that.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, when I was crewing one of the, I think it was in New York, there was um, one of the uh, other trainers was there and he's a FST guy and he's an FST. His name's Michael, Michael something. I can't think of it now, but he's an FST guy. That's not a traditional FST guy. And I say that because my guy here in Toronto, he's a young guy. He's got outrageous energy. Like you could be around him for a second. You're like, Oh my God, when he starts to tap into that, he's only 26, but when he gets it on fire But he, so Michael was doing this FST stretching in the back of the crew room. And I walk by and there's this woman just shaking like her whole body. And I stop. I'm like, I've seen people stretch before. What the fuck is this guy doing? He was releasing all the stuff in her. And so she got up and she couldn't speak English. She was Italian and I don't speak Italian. And I just looked at her and I held her and she cried and I cried. And I was like, this is so beautiful. Then I got on the table. and I'm like, there's no way no I was cocky as fuck I'm like he's not gonna make me cry because I already am already in tune with myself blah 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 all this shit right I get on the table I'm good until he hits my hips leans crosses my hip over leans and then it's like instant I'm sobbing my ass off I'm like Michael what the fuck and he goes what are you pissed off about he's very like yeah. Does a messenger goes, what are you pissed off about? I'm like, I know what it is. And I released it. And so when people say the body work and all that stuff is not connected, they're crazy. I'm sorry, but it is.
1: That's It's everything is mind, body, soul. And that's exactly why I chose not to do a nutritionist degree. And like, yes, that affects me in the press where they're like, oh, we, you know, we want, doctors. right. I'm like, great. Good for you. But in, in 10 years time, that's going to be less relevant. Like it's the whole thing of doctors do not even eight out in a four year degree. I know they do less than eight hours on nutrition. The doctor knows more about the chemicals and everything. And you know, what the drugs are made of, how it's going to affect your body, but they don't. And they're getting, they're getting better. So I'm not like, yeah. Because because they go into the field to help people. Right. But so it's the actual education system, but it's like, they don't ask you so, like, tell me what's going on in your home. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, like, Anyways, we could go, um, sister. I have five minutes before I have another yes. call. Yes. Yes. I mean, we've already been on nearly for an hour, and I want to make <laughs> sure that we get, you know. Maybe we do part two and three and four. Yeah.
0: It's <laughs> always happens. Okay, so tell everybody where they can find you, and um, and then maybe just give us a couple minutes on what's next for you, and then we can uh, wrap
1: it up. Oh my god, which I don't want to. I, I would, I'm like watching the clock, and I'm like, I know. You know I love I love the conversations. They they, it's it's the whole thing of. I found the the perfect. I'll have to send it to you. I found the perfect meme the other day, and it's like how I feel after ha- how I feel after two minutes of having a basic conversation, and it's Kermit the Frog, with a, a respiratory inhaler <laughs> of him like. <gasps> I'm like that's me. Um, yep. So when I find a juicy, delicious, inspiring conversation, I'm like it gives me all the energy. That's me me like too. this is where I get energy from, um, and I love. I love unpacking truth because we don't talk truth enough. And like, especially as women, it's like, we want to be empowered. And, and it's like, talk about how much money you make. Mm -hmm. Talk about what the fuck is going on in your, your work and where your pain points are. Talk about what's going on in your life and where you need help. Like another, another conversation, Nikki, um, part two
0: and three, everybody. (laughs)
1: So Where can people find me? Um, every, I mean, you can find any, Nikki Sharp N I K K I S H A R P uh it's you know my website instagram and and i i mean i will say so i respond to every comment i get every direct message um it's it's really a value and and like a pillar in what i do to keep connected to the people that help give me the success that i have so i i'm never too good to respond to someone let's put it that way um so anyone listening if you have a question please please let me know um what's next i mean so much my my three goals for the next year and i know i need to focus on one of them so whichever one kind of comes first so turning my detox into a meal delivery service across the nation is uh that's like priority redoing my app so that it's just i I have the vision where that needs to uh, fourth is actually okay redoing my app uh, Five things. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> this is what an
0: entrepreneur entrepreneur is like, everybody. So don't like this
1: is what we do. I have ten things and I could tell you right now. Oh Go. Okay. So let's say this. We've the deli- and and that being said, is I I have five major things. And whichever one kind of comes first and I find the right people is where I'll I'll focus the attention. So we have the meal delivery service. We've redoing my mobile app to make it just epic. Um, I wrote a book when I moved to Paris and Bali and London and like makeup, breakup relationship. I'm touting it as, uh, eat, pray, love meets Eckhart Tolle with a sprinkle of sex in the city. Oh shit. That's beautiful. It's a fucking great book. Um, so that finding a new publisher, um, and then there's, I want to do a, at some point, um, a, a Netflix or Hulu or whatever documentary series of of health and wellness across the globe, of all, like kind of understanding all the different modalities of health mm. and, and what you mean. Wow, busy girl. Yeah. Uh, well, well, thank see. you
0: for all for sharing all those ideas. I'm excited to see any one of them happening. Um, the meal delivery one. That's don't forget about Canada because there's meal delivery services, but nothing in that vein. And even if like you get HelloFresh fresh one of the, there's, it's, it tastes nice, but it's got a lot of crap in it. So, um, I would, I would, yeah, I'll be your first Toronto customer when you get ready. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and definitely let's do this again. Um, cause there's many more things I want to chat about. And, well, and also,
1: um, you know, let's leave it up to the audience. Anyone listening, if you drop us both a comment on my Instagram mm-hmm. or leave a review for you. Let us know how, how you think it went. And if you want to see part two.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Sister, we'll talk to you soon. Have the best day ever. And, uh, I'll, uh, we'll catch up next time. Up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Love you. Bye. bye.